Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. Thanks so much for joining me and listening today. Hope that you're having a great afternoon in the Lord. Be reminded that God loves you and that He is with you. The number to call to be part of today's show is 303-690-3000, Also, you can send me a text, 720-336-0897. That's a great way to send me your question or your prayer request. The purpose of Calvary Live is to give you an opportunity to call in with questions that you've got about God's Word or things that are going on in your life. We'll get into God's Word together, pray together. So all of our lines are open, 303-690-3000. also want to welcome our listeners on the East Coast, Truth FM and Hope FM in Tennessee, North Carolina, and Kentucky, Maryland, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey. Thank you guys for joining us. And as always, we want to welcome our listeners here in Colorado. The number to call is 303-690-3000. I want to share a verse with you to begin our show. We've been going through the book of Ecclesiastes at our church on the weekends. And a verse that stood out to me is Ecclesiastes 11, verse 1. It says, Cast your bread upon the waters, for you will find it after many days. And it seems crazy to cast your bread uh, upon the waters. And this really speaks of giving and living in uh, generosity. We've freely received from the Lord and to freely be able to give to others. And giving is really God's answer to protect us uh, from from greed. And as we give uh, to others, then there's going to be a time uh, where we will receive. We'll find it again after many days. And this isn't some kind of name it and claim it, or if you you give, you're going to uh, receive interest rate at, at 10% or any of those kind of things. But oftentimes when we invest in others and we, we give to others over time, they begin investing in our lives uh, as well. I know there was kids that I was able to be their youth pastor, and now they've grown and they're adults, and they have ministered to my life and been an encouragement uh, to my family. So I want to encourage you from God's Word today uh, to be able uh, to give as the Lord uh, leads you to be a, a cheerful giver. The phone number to call is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. We do have all of our lines open. If you've got a question about the Word or there's a situation that's going on in your life, you need prayer for your marriage or a relationship, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send me a text, 720-336-0897. have some texts that have come in. Thank you for sending those to me. My daughter relapsed and is in treatment. Can you pray that God opens her heart and doors for God uh, to be glorious? Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Let's pray for your daughter. Father, I lift up this listener this afternoon where their daughter uh, has relapsed and is in treatment 
And God, we do pray that you would open up her heart uh, to you, God, that she would see your love, that she would be affirmed that you created her, that she's in God's image. This void that she feels would be filled with your love. So God, would you use this time while she's in in treatment and truly do uh, glorious work in her heart and life. In Jesus' name, amen. Another text question that has come in says, Do you have a favorite chronological Bible or know if there are any to stay away from? Uh, I don't have a favorite chronological Bible. Every chronological Bible that I've picked up uh, has been uh, trusted. I think that they do a great job of putting the Bible in a chronological order. So I don't think that there's any that you have to stay away from. I would choose the version that you normally like to read in and then just pick up a chronological Bible and it should be great and it will really open up uh, the timeline of the scriptures to you. So that's a great question. Thanks for uh, sending that uh, question in. The number to call is 303-690-3000. We do have all of our lines open, 303-690-3000. If you have a question about the Bible, about Jesus, maybe about how you come to salvation or a particular uh, doctrine, or there's difficulty in your life and you need prayer, uh, please give me a call, 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Let's go to line one to B here in Colorado. Welcome to the show. Hello, how are you? Good, how are you doing? I'm good. Are you getting an echo on my phone? I'm on an actual hands-free, but are we good? I, I'm not getting an echo. You, you sound okay, good. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Uh, well, I guess I have two questions, and I'll try to make them short and condensed. Uh, the first question would be um, the, the serpent seed doctrine. I know this is taught in some churches, and I've not been able to convince a loved one that this is just not the case. Um, this individual believes in only one Bible, the King James, and she feels that when the um, serpent was with Eve in the garden and then God put enmity between the two of them, she believes that's when they had an encounter, and so he became the father of Cain. Um, Hmm. So what is your opinion on this? Yeah. So Genesis 3.15, I'll go ahead and read it. God uh, is speaking uh, to Eve and says, And I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, uh, bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Um, there's nothing in that verse that would indicate that uh, Eve and Satan had any kind of uh, intimate or sexual uh, relationship. Um, it's actually a prophecy uh, pointing to that the seed of Eve is going to lead to the Messiah, and the Messiah is going to uh, crush the, the head of Satan, and Satan will Absolutely. bruise the Messiah's heel, um, and, and that was yes, ultimately, yeah. yeah. So I think it's a, a real misinterpretation of the text. You know, they're reading things into the text that are clearly not there. Absolutely. Um, no, and I agree with that, too, and it just has been um, something that we just cannot, we, I guess, have come to that we can agree to disagree, because it's me trying to pre- prove that their view of the Scripture is wrong, and she's trying to prove that my view of the Scripture is wrong. Right. So that's how we've had to come to peace about that. Um, yeah. And then the second would be, um, 
you know, when a believer dies and goes to heaven, uh, this individual also believes when we face the judgment throne, even though Christ died for all mankind's sins, she believes that we'll be judged in heaven even yet again for our sins and that our sins maybe have not been forgiven. And again, I've not been able to share with her that that is untrue. It's the judgment seat for the believer is different than the judgment seat for the non-believer. Is that correct? Yeah, that's absolutely uh, correct. You know, we yeah. see Paul writing to the Corinthian church uh, that there's a Bema seat judgment, which means a reward uh, for believers that our works go through a fire and the things that are of ourselves are burned up and the things that are of the Lord, they result in precious uh, stones. And it says very clearly there in Scripture, even the works that are uh, burned up is that we suffer loss, but we don't lose our salvation. So it's not a judgment for salvation, but it's a judgment for a reward. And then at the end of Revelation, we see the great white throne judgment where the unbelievers are judged by their works because their name's not written in the Lamb's Book of Life and then enter into eternal judgment. So once again, I, I think that they're coming away with uh, some teaching that's just not found in the Scriptures. Right, I, I agree. And just one more thing. Um, also, she believes... Um, as a non-believer dies, that they have a second chance in heaven, that loved ones uh, will be able to defend them, and possibly they will have salvation once they have their their earthly body has died. And again, I don't see that anywhere in Scripture. Um, and I guess the bottom line all this brings to, because she loves the Lord, but has yeah. uh, gotten into some stuff that's kind of misguided her within the Scripture, but this is just a false teaching, and I believe that's where it could put, put dissension between two people that really care about each other, but this is right. just, um, not a healthy teaching. So. Yeah. I'd be really interested where she's getting this stuff, you know, where, you know, where, what's the input of teaching? You know, who's she listening to, those, those type of things, because on all three of these, she's, she's coming up with unbiblical conclusions, you know. So. You know, it's it's uh, a, a TV evangelist. It's um, mm -hmm. I don't know if I should mention it on air, but I don't I don't want to do them any harm in that sense. But yeah, I know where she's getting it. So yeah, I guess I well, just would ask that you know individuals pray for uh, the false teachings because it certainly could put dissension between two people yeah. that still believe in in Jesus but are being a little misguided. Right. B, I'd like to pray for you, too. I can tell that there's there's brokenness here and there's hurt and you're grieving over this relationship. And so let's let's pray and ask for the Lord Thank to you. work and uh, op open her eyes. And, and so uh, this is a family member. Is that right, B? Yes, it is. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Father, I thank you for B and her family member and the relationship that they have and the love for the Lord. And it breaks our heart that the family members just uh, getting caught up in some false teaching. We pray that uh, she would really focus her beliefs off of your word and not what she's hearing from a teacher, and that she would search the scriptures to really see if these things that she's hearing are, are true, and that you would uh, rebuild this relationship, that you would give B uh, wisdom uh, and patience and strength and grace and truth in dealing with this. And so we, we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, and amen. Thank you, Pastor Eric, and God bless you. Thank you. God, God bless you, too. Bye-bye. 
You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number to call is 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Let's go to Jessica in Denver. Jessica, welcome to the program. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Um, so I was raised as a Jehovah's Witness, and my family and I came out a few years ago, and um, we found a church that we we enjoy the teachings. Um, however, they're they're doing like a harvest fest, and so we um, are a part of our small group is um, taking part in it, and it really resembles Halloween, um, just with the you know the little witches and ghosts and goblins and dressing up and giving candy and um so we talked to the pastor about it and i know that a lot of churches do something very similar to halloween and just call it a harvest fest or something like that mm-hmm. um but i just wanted to kind of make more of a statement than really a question because i know that it's really just everyone's conscience as to what they want to do um, but just as a former Jehovah's Witness, and I know that you've really, you know, um, have a heart to help people find God and find the true Jesus. So I just feel like this is one area that really seems like Christians maybe should reevaluate what they celebrate. And I'm not saying that in a condemning way, but just from my background, it's one of those things where it makes people, it makes Jehovah's Witnesses feel like they do have the truth, as they call it, because mm-hmm. they do abstain from all of those pagan, you know, the, mm-hmm. you know, it's part of pagan and occult holidays. So mm-hmm. that was just kind of a comment and something I've had on my heart, um, okay. you know. Yeah. Well, thanks for calling. And, you know, I think as people sort these things out as believers, like you mentioned, it it is uh, an issue of the conscience and what the Lord would lead them to do and, and each church uh, to do. And I know for a lot of churches, as they have these harvest fests, um, it's uh, an opportunity to celebrate Christ and celebrate His light and His love and to truly really try to reach people with the love of, of Jesus Christ. But I appreciate you calling, and it's good to really examine that in our own hearts. So, All right. Well, thank you for your time. You bet. God bless you, Jessica. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303-690-3000. Let's uh, continue with our callers. Let's go to Josh in Philadelphia. Josh, welcome to the program. Hey, Eric. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Um, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I, I have something that I've been wrestling with, and my wife uh, also. Uh, we were longtime members of a church. Uh, it's a Bible-believing, non-denominational church. Um, uh-huh. For all intents and reasons, it, it's great. One thing that we've kind of been wrestling with lately um, is we've just really noticed that there's been an intentional, um, I don't want to call it a watering down, but just sort of an avoidance of some tough scripture. Um, during, like, your regular general services. Uh, for example, okay. like, I know a lot of the Calvary churches will go through verse by verse, just through the Bible, um, and we love that. Um, but I, I guess my question is, um, do you have any, like, advice, or, or maybe just, you know, can you speak to just sort of that idea maybe a little bit, that um, 
uh, I, I guess. Hmm, I'm sorry. Maybe I'm looking for your yeah. opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good just, question. Is there, yeah, is there benefit to perhaps watering down or, or, or saving some of that more meaty stuff for small groups? Because, you know, my wife and I, we, were, we just had our first kid. Uh, we really mm-hmm. kind of rely heavily on our Sunday morning service. We were extremely yeah. involved volunteer-wise before our, our child, but now we're just kind of finding that, um, you know, there are a couple other churches that do more of, a verse by verse that we're enjoying more, and we're we're kind of feeling guilty about wanting to leave. Could you speak to that? I guess. Yeah. Yep. You you bet. So it's a great great question. Um, you know, and I guess to kind of address it uh, honestly from my perspective and hopefully lovingly is yeah. Ultimately, each pastor only knows in his heart if he's watering it down um, or avoiding. Right kind of the tougher sections of scripture. And I really would challenge myself and other pastors to not avoid the hard sections of scripture. Uh, And I don't personally think it's actually more effective in reaching unbelievers. And my experience has been sometimes as we're in the really hard sections of scripture, that that really is used in the mind of unbelievers. Like, I don't think unbelievers are coming to church because they think that their life is really working. You know, most of the time unbelievers are coming to church because they're like, what I'm doing is not working. Maybe I'll try going to church. And, you know, they know that, man, the way that I'm living out my life apart from Christ, it's broken. And so to, to hear what God has to say about sexuality, to, to hear what God has to say about, uh, creation. It seems like they're really, really listening. And then, you know, more on a personal level, I think it's good to have a conversation with your pastor to maybe meet with him and yeah. say, "Yeah, we're observing this. I don't know if it's yeah. true or not. What's your perspective? And then the last thing I think just on a heart to heart level, you and I is that, you know, you and your wife really need to be in a church where you're getting fed. And, right. and sometimes there's different seasons for that where you'll be in one church for a while and you'll really be getting fed and the Lord's leading you to a new church um, uh, uh, at a new season of your life to be to be fed. And I don't think you have to feel like you're betraying um, a, a church as, as long as the Lord is leading you and you can yeah. uh, leave in a loving way, uh, you know, in a, in a way that is building up um, uh, your, your former church. You know, I, I tend yeah. to see that the church of God is one big family. So if someone right. leaves here and leaves our church because God's calling them to another church or they're they're getting fed better at this time in their life at another church, like I, I want to celebrate that. Um, so. Gotcha. Now that, that is huge. I really appreciate that insight. You know, I, I have, of course, that pastor, and, and you mentioned it, and I just, I, you know, I want to say that that was one of the first things we did. And, and we, I don't want to say we're agreeing to disagree, but it is kind of a, a point where, you know, they, you know, have kind of said in, in plain terms that that is sort of the approach they're taking. They just feel that in the community they're in, that it needs to be more basic for their understanding, and, and we're just not fully on board with that. Um, yeah. But, you know, and I, and I think you're exactly right. It's definitely something I need to hear. I was just, you know, ex- thank you, because I was looking for another, yeah. you know, kind of pastor. You know, my, my wife's father is also a, a pastor, and so he kind of has his views, but they're so aligned with yeah. ours that I wanted somebody sort of outside of the situation. So I really sure. appreciate yeah. you taking time to I think that's in. wise. Yeah. 
Well, can I pray for you and your family, Josh? Absolutely, Eric. Thanks so much. Yes, sir. Yeah. God, thanks for Josh and his wife and uh, their new child and what an amazing time in their family. And pray you'd really confirm uh, your leading in their lives and show them exactly what your will uh, is for them. And just pray that they could be in a church family where they are getting fed um, and can grow and serve. And uh, so we just pray for um, your guiding in this. And we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Eric, thanks so much. You have a great night. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number to call is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. You can also send me a text, 720-336-0897. Let's go to V on line one. Welcome to our program. Hello. Hi. Um, so I just um, need a prayer for um, basically some difficulty I'm going through in a, a relationship that I've been in. Um, I had met somebody, like I knew them from my childhood, and then we met, and, you know, outside of God, and we were doing a lot of ungodly things. And um, mm. we got married and then got an annulment. And um, I don't know, I guess I just um, trying to reconcile things. But at the same time, I noticed... Um, Things have gotten to a domestic violence point, and now I'm pregnant mm. with this child. And um, I just don't know what to do moving forward as far as, like, you know, he... Um, I don't want to return to that type of situation, but I also don't want to mm-hmm. feel bitter, or like I'm not allowing him to be around his child. Like, it's just kind mm-hmm. of, a, you know, a hard situation. And I'd also like pray yeah. to, um, I think, um, I guess, uproot this... Um, this um, seed I planted in myself to be, um, I guess, um, I guess, uh, addicted to abuse and humiliation. I thought that that oh. was love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, V, I'm so glad that you called, and you know the Lord. The Lord loves you, and He created you. You're made in God's image, and Jesus died uh, for you, and He has a future and a hope for you. In Jeremiah 29:11, God says, "For I know the thoughts I think towards you." that of peace and not of evil, uh, to give you a, a future uh, and a hope. Do you have uh, support in your life? Do you have people you can trust that are kind of walking with you through this process? Yeah, I'm starting to try to find the, the proper resources um, right now. It's just um, just needing more prayer and just more direction. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, sounds good. Well, I just want to encourage you, you know, if you're— Plugged into a local church inside of the body of Christ, there's a lot of support. Uh, there's there's people inside of the church that really want to rally around you and, and help walk with you and give you godly counsel. And I'm glad you called, and I'd love to pray with you, okay? Thank you. God, I thank you for V, and I just lift her up to you. And I just pray, Lord, that she would know that she knows that she's loved by you, that she's created by you, God, and uh, that you sent your son to die for her, and that you would work in this situation. We thank you for this child that you've given to her. We pray your blessing over the pregnancy and the birth and your provision that you would provide everything that's needed. Lord, as she tries to navigate this uh, relationship with uh, reconciliation and, and Lord, also needing to see really godly character, uh, uh, Lord, result uh, in in her ex-husband's life, Lord, that you you would work. God, you're a God who redeems and restores. So we just cry out to you that you would continue to bring restoration in V's life. And we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. 
God bless you. Thanks for calling. Thank you for having me. <laughs> you bet. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. If you'd like to call 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text 720-336-0897. Let's go to Nettie in Denver. Nettie, welcome to the program. Uh, good afternoon. Pastor, uh, I have a question about cremation. Okay. Yeah. Um, my mom is 95 years old, and suddenly she got sick with cancer, and now we're waiting for her to go to the Lord. And uh, unfortunately, I do not have the money to bury my mom. And the only option that we have is to insinuate her, and then I'm planning to take her back home, which is in Mexico. And I got comments from uh, some pastors that it is not biblical to insinuate um, the bodies. Uh, And I, I thought... I feel bad that I'm doing this, but I don't okay. see another option. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Nettie, I'm sorry that you're going through this with your mom, and this is actually a question that I get a lot. And as far as I know, there's nothing in the Scripture that says anything against cremation. And the process in cremation is the same process that happens through burial. It just It just happens quicker. And a lot of what I've heard over the years is if you do cremation, then how is God going to raise your body uh, in the resurrection, the ultimate resurrection for all the believers? But uh, it's not too difficult for the Lord, and it's not any different than if somebody decays in the ground and returns to the to the dust of the earth. And so God uh, is limitless, and it's he's the God of the impossible, and it's going to be easy uh, for him to raise those who have died, whether they're buried in a more traditional manner or if they have been uh, cremated. So I don't think you have to worry about it being wrong biblically. There's nothing in the scripture that says it's wrong uh, to do cremation. And also I would like to to support me in a play for my father-in-law. He is also going to be where my mother is pretty soon. And I didn't know this, but my husband was concerned that he doesn't know that his father believes in Jesus. And we're okay. going to be involved in this. Um, okay. So my father-in-law will open his heart to the Lord. Okay, sounds good. Well, let but me pray you. for you, okay? Let me, mm-hmm. let me lift you up. Lord, thanks for Nettie. And uh, as she goes through this, as her mom gets close to passing and potentially her father-in-law, Lord, we do lift up her father-in-law that you would open up his heart to the gospel that he would see his need for Jesus, that he would be saved, that he would be uh, born again, and that you would comfort Nettie and her husband in these things, in these losses. And so we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And for the record, uh, last week I was very depressed about my mom, and I went into my bedroom, and I opened my Bible, right, in mm. John eleven twenty-seven, when Jesus uh, uh told them, I am the resurrection and the life, Mm. and whoever believes in me will not die, 
Well, mm-hmm. what I don't remember the whole thing. If, if if they die, if you believe in Jesus, we will never die. So, Correct. and that's a yeah. promise. And I promise thank God. God this six years, six years ago, I took my mother to a pastor and she received Jesus there. Oh, praise God. Yeah. It's never too late that, for That's never too anybody. late. Thanks for sharing that. <laughs> Yeah. Nettie, I'm going to have to let you go. We're going to head to a break here. But God bless you. Thanks so much for calling. Mm-hmm. Gang, thanks so much for listening and being a part of today's show. Stay with me. We're going to head to a break, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier in Colorado Springs at Rocky Mountain Calvary. Thank you so much for joining me and listening. And also, if you'd like to call and be part of today's show with a prayer request or a question, the number is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text 720-336-0897. Let's go to Jonathan in Denver. Jonathan, welcome to the program. Hi, um, uh, I'm Jonathan, and um, I have a lot of struggles. Um, some things I've been struggling with for a long time, uh, particularly uh, homosexual desires. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know how to get victory over it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't. I don't know how to really rein myself in, and I just sometimes I feel so discouraged because I just I don't know what to do. Yeah. You know, I struggle. Yeah. I struggle every day to keep my thoughts pure. In my mind, um, like at work or um, going to the grocery store, I'm constantly praying and asking God to help me. And I'm wondering, should it be like this? Am I on the right track? Should it be this hard? Because when I grew up Christian, I I mean, I've known God from from an early age, Mm -hmm. and I don't ever remember struggling so hard until about... Mm -hmm. 2002, okay. when I got baptized, 2001, as an adult. I don't ever okay. remember struggling so hard to live the Christian life. And yeah. I'm just wondering, is that is that normal? Well, you know, I think that it's a lot more normal than we share or let on as believers, that the struggle with sin and our sinful flesh and our evil desires is very real. Uh, inside of us and Mm -hmm. it looks different for each person for some it could be anger for others it's uh, sexual sin and I just want to remind you you know that the sin isn't temptation the sin is giving into the temptation and that even Mm -hmm. Christ was was tempted but yet he chose not to sin and so when you're being bombarded by these thoughts it's not uh, 
the thoughts. It's not the temptation that's the sin. It's when we give in uh, to those thoughts and dwell on them, and those those thoughts fester and develop into actions. And I was reminded uh, by Psalms 119 by a friend today, uh, and it's really encouraging. It says, how can a young man cleanse his way by taking heed according to the word of God? With my whole heart I've sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commands. Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. And I, I think focusing upon the word of God and the power of the word of God and trying to saturate yourself in God's word, reading it, listening to it as much as possible, listening to teachings given from the word of God, and then to heed the word of God and hide it in your heart. And we see Jesus when he was tempted, he said the word out loud. Uh, and so holding on uh, to the word and also running to Jesus Christ, who, who is the word, and saying, Jesus, would, would you help me? Um, but, you know, I want to encourage you, uh, Jonathan, don't give up. You know, you're fighting the fight. You're fighting the battle. Uh, you know, you're, you're taking these thoughts and saying, I want to bring them into captivity of Jesus Christ uh, and, and keep fighting the battle. Um, and the battle with sin doesn't go away until we go home to be with the Lord. But how glorious that's going to be when we wake up in his likeness and we no longer struggle with sin. Um, and I think a lot of times as believers, we're not really honest with the struggle that we're all going through with temptation. You know, it's really easy to kind of put on the Christian face and go, well, you know, I'm not really struggling. I'm not being tempted. But the reality is we're, we're all being tempted. Uh, and this is where the battle really is, you know, so you, you're not alone uh, for, for, for facing such strong temptation, you know. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Thank, thank you. That encourages me. <laughs> yeah. Can I pray for you, Jonathan? Yes. Yes. Okay. Father, I thank you so much for, for Jonathan. And, Lord, I just sense the battle that he's in and just how hard, uh, Lord, the, the temptation is coming at him. Lord, and we just pray uh, for him. We lift him up to you. Lord, we, we understand uh, we go through temptation. Uh, we're all tempted in different ways. And Lord, we just ask that you would give him victory, that you uh, would give him strength uh, through your word, through the reality of you, Jesus, being present uh, with him. And in these moments of, of temptation, Lord, that you uh, would provide the victory. And so, Lord, we, we thank you for him. Lord, we just ask for your protection and your blessing and your grace uh, to be poured out in his life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. God you bet. God bless you, Jonathan. Thanks for calling. Bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number to call is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Let's go to Jenny in Castle Rock. Jenny, welcome to the program. Hi. Thank you so much for taking my call. You're welcome. So I have a twofold question. I'm going to try to ask both questions. So my first question has to do with um, a current relationship I'm in. Um, I'm with somebody who I, I think I would like to marry, um, and we mm -hmm. are looking for maybe some kind of pre-engagement reading material that we could do together or a book study. Okay. Um, we, we both are, are looking for some good counsel, and we just haven't quite found it. So that's my first yeah. question. And then my second question has to also do with relationships. I was 
in a relationship for about eight years, and um, it was a very significant relationship in my life, and unfortunately it ended. And I am still having dreams about this person um, almost every night. And and so okay. I, I feel like I want some help with, with my current relationship, which I want to celebrate, but I also feel mm-hmm. like I haven't fully healed from my other relationship. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, the first part of the relationship, there's a couple of books that you might want to check out that may be helpful. Uh, the first is called Preparing for Marriage uh, by uh, Dennis Rainey. And if you Google it, or you can get it on Amazon, uh, but it's Preparing for Marriage uh, by Dennis Rainey. And it's written more from the perspective of already being engaged and going through God's heart for marriage and, and God design for for marriage. And so you can go through it before you're engaged. Just keep in mind it's written from that perspective. Um, Another book uh, is called You and Me Forever, and it's by Francis Chan. Uh, Him and his wife uh, wrote it. And it's it's written to the perspective of kind of uh, the theology of marriage or the understanding of marriage. So if a person's married or if they're single or they're considering getting married, um, uh, it kind of gives a framework for um, God's design for marriage and how God brings um, two people together for the purpose of being able to serve serve him. Um, and then, you know, if you're plugged in with a church, a lot of times I know we sit down with people who are considering uh, getting engaged Um and we'll talk through things with them um, as as pastors. So that could be a resource that might be available uh, to you as well. Okay. Um, and then as far as the second part of uh, your question, I think that um, it's going to continue to be a process, uh, but that God will continue to heal uh, and set you free from that hurt of that prior relationship. Um in Isaiah 61, it tells us that uh, Jesus, part of his ministry is to heal uh, the brokenhearted and to set the, the captives free. Um, and I wouldn't be afraid of the process that God is going to uh, bring you through uh, to provide healing uh, from that brokenness. And uh, hmm. what I've experienced in my life and my relationship with my wife and then observing it as a pastor as well, a lot of times that process of healing happens as you end up meeting the person that God has you uh, to be married to. I know for my wife and I, when we met, there was a lot of healing that God did in our lives through the process of meeting each other with past things that we had gone through, if that makes sense. Um, Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. uh, And so there's kind of two things that happen, like, like God brings this person into your life, and then that causes you to kind of look at some things in the past, and it kind of brings up some stuff. And, and then through that process, uh, a lot of times that's it gets hard, it gets difficult, and the Lord brings healing. Um, and just to kind of encourage you, uh, for my wife and I, it, it was a process, and the healing took place over time, and now there's a lot of years, you know, we've been married 17 years and that sting is gone um, that was there uh, 
during the you know the dating the engagement early marriage now that sting is is gone and that that there's a the healing has taken place and and what has replaced that is the joy the health all the ways that God has met us in these years of of marriage so i don't know if that makes sense um to you yeah it does make sense and and then maybe some practical things in that regard is you know, God is probably going to use the, 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 the person that you're now dating, but also uh, he may bring, um, you know, like a mentor couple into your guys' life or uh, some counseling, uh, you know, some biblical counseling. As hard as those things are, God can really use those things um, to, to aid or help in the process. But I just encourage you, don't be afraid to talk about it, uh, you know, to, to people that you trust, that you know, are going to give you, point you towards the Lord, um, because a lot of times in just opening up and talking about it, uh, God begins to speak and and that process of healing. And then just be patient. You know, it's going to take time, but I think God's already started that work and he's going to continue it. Great. So, Thank you so much. Yeah. You bet. Can I, can I pray for you, Jenny? Yes, please. Okay. Father, thanks so much for Jenny. Thank you for the work that uh, you're doing in her life. Thank you for this uh, relationship that you've brought into her life. And as they try to examine if they're uh, to get engaged and to get, get married eventually, I just pray that you'd really confirm uh, your will for them and so, to speak into that. Lord, I do pray that you would just bring healing to, to Jenny's heart uh, from the past and meet her in, uh, in that pain and just really do a beautiful work uh, in and through that. So we thank you, God, that you do heal our broken hearts, and uh, we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Pastor. God bless you, too. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Really enjoying uh, today's show. Thank you guys so much uh, for your calls and your questions. 303 690 3,000. Let's go to Carol in Loveland. Carolyn, Carol, welcome to the show. Greetings. Thank you, Pastor. Um, I just felt my heart go out to Via, who called in earlier with the situation mm-hmm. that she's going through with an abusive husband, pregnant with a child. Mm-hmm. Having been there myself and gone through that experience, I know how hard it can be. And I just mm-hmm. wanted to really encourage her. Mm-hmm. And then also look at, like I said, having gone through that, legally it is hard, but she has the legal mandate to keep her child safe. Um, mm-hmm. When I went through it, I had to either remove my children from the home or else I myself would have lost custody of the kids. That's how strong the mm-hmm. law is. Mm-hmm. And God also wants us to protect our kids. So I just mm-hmm. really wanted to encourage her and bless her and mm-hmm. pray that God yeah. would bring the right people into her, you know, relationship yeah. and strengthen yeah. her. Yeah. Well, thank you, Carol. Yeah, we definitely believe that God's going to do a great work in her life. And mm-hmm. thank you for calling and sharing, you know, your personal story and your testimony and, and your prayers for her. I know God's going gonna to use that. Absolutely. God is amazing. God is good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you again. Appreciate it. Yeah. God bless you, Carol. Thanks for calling. Bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. We've got about 14 minutes left today, so it's not uh, too long to be able to join today's show. Let's go to Brandon in Fort Collins. Brandon, welcome to the program. Hello. Um, Hi. So, my question, um, so... God is the Trinity, so three parts in one. So my question was, when Jesus died on the cross, would you say that the Trinity was broken? Hmm. I would say no. I think that uh, you know the Trinity was still uh, intact. We see Christ being crucified and, and taking on sin for us and the punishment of sin and cries out to the Father, my, my God, my God, why have you uh, forsaken me? Um, and in that moment, part of Jesus experiencing the punishment for sin was to have fellowship broken with his Father, because that's what sin does, is it breaks our, our fellowship with God. Uh, but I, I don't think that the reality of the Trinity and the three being one uh, was broken. Uh, I think, in an essence, the Father turned his face away, uh, and Jesus saying, why have you forsaken me? But the re- reality of the Trinity was still uh, intact. Okay. All right. It's a good question. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah, you bet. God bless you, Brandon. You too. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Let's go to Donna here in Colorado Springs. Donna, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor. How are you? Thank you for taking Good. How are you call. doing? Yeah, you're welcome. Great. Thank you. Question. Um, during, after the rapture, during the tribulation, while that's going on on the earth, will people have you know that are not saved have an opportunity to be saved, or it will be too late? Absolutely. They'll still have an opportunity to uh, be saved. Uh, We see in the book of Revelation that there's an angel uh, flying around uh, declaring the gospel. Um, And so it would be pointless for the angel to do that if there was an opportunity for them uh, to believe and be saved and and receive salvation. They haven't died yet, and so they have opportunity to, to respond to the gospel and be saved. Oh, okay. Okay, and that was yeah. my question. And what book, uh, what chapter in the book of Revelation? Uh, let me look it up real quick. So, let's see. It may take me just a second here. You enjoying the weather in the springs today? It's beautiful. Still, still there? Are you with me? I'm still here. Yes. Okay. I'm just looking for the exact reference on this. Oh, okay. Thank you. I appreciate it. You know, if my mind is recalling this correctly, I think it's Mm -hmm. in the first 10 chapters. So I know it's quite an assignment, but I would... uh, Read the first 10 chapters of Revelation, and I think you'll find it. Okay. Okay, yeah. Pastor, I will do that. Thank you. All right. God bless you. Bye-bye. God bless you.
Uh, looks like I just found it. Sorry about that. So, Don, if you're still uh, listening, Revelation 14.6. So I was off. Revelation uh, 14.6 on that one. I'm going to jump over and take some text questions that have come in. You guys have been great to send me lots of text. So I'm going to try to get through uh, as many of those as I uh, possibly can. A uh, text that has come in uh, says, I'm confused. When we die, do we go straight to heaven or do we wait until the rapture? I'm confused because the Bible says to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. And also says the dead will rise during uh, the rapture. Great question. This is confusing from 1 Corinthians 15 and then also 1 Thessalonians 4 and 5. We do see the scripture tell us in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So the moment that we take our last breath on earth, we enter into eternal life. But it's also true that we don't receive our glorified bodies until the rapture of the church. And that's in 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 4. So it appears that there's going to be a time in heaven where our soul is present with the Lord, but we don't have our glorified bodies. Now, the answer to this is that time is going to be different in heaven. So I think time's going to much more be like an eternal now. We know that God says that a thousand days uh, to us uh, is a day un, uh, to the Lord. So if we are waiting for our bodies in eternity, it's not going to be uh, very long. Um, so hopefully that helps as you try to think through that and unpack that. And let's go to some more texts uh, that have come in. Hi, Pastor Eric. Uh, it's glad to have you back. Glad to be back. Quick question. Do we get judged when we die or when he comes to judge the, the living and uh, the dead? Uh, it seems to me the judgment for believers is uh, when we die, that we'll have our lives go before the Lord and our lives uh, work, the Bema Seat judgment. And then the great white throne judgment uh, is when God judges uh, the unbeliever that we see there at the end of Revelation. So thanks uh, for sending that question as well. Another text says, uh, how do you know when it's time to leave a church if you've outgrown it? I've been uh, attending another church and then visit Calvary Aurora and there's a huge difference. I feel the presence of God and I hear God speak clearly at Calvary Aurora where is the other church it seems to be more uh, vexing? Um, so this is a great question. I think that it's a question that uh, all believers have from, from time to time. And I think ultimately uh, it's something you have to pray through and really ask for uh, God's leading and his, his confirmation. Uh, and then and two questions, I think three questions uh, are ones that really help to be able to, to decide this, uh, is to look at the doctrine of the church. Do I believe the doctrine of the church? Uh, am I being fed? And even more than do I believe the doctrine of the church, is the doctrine of the church biblical? Uh, am I being fed? And is it a place that I can serve? Um, and then to, if the Lord is leading you uh, to a new church, uh, to definitely leave in peace and leave in love, to not leave in division, or in any type of uh, uh, nasty way. Um, but there is times where God will lead us to a new church, and there's other times where God is going to call us to stay at the church that we're at, and there's no perfect church. Um, all churches uh, are fallen sinners that are gathered together to uh, worship the Lord and uh, glorify uh, the Lord. 
Another uh, text that has come through, it says, I'm reading through the message translation of the Bible just to get a better understanding of what the scripture says. Are there any red flags in reading that translation or do you think it's okay? So here's kind of my understanding and heart of the message translation is, is the message is not a word-for-word translation of the Bible. Uh, they did not go back into uh, the original language and, and translate it word-for-word from the Greek and the Hebrew. So I wouldn't take the message uh, and use that to build doctrine about who God is and how God wants us to, to live our lives. I do think it's okay to read, to get a greater understanding, and then compare it to some other translations that are word for word, like the New King James Version and the ESV uh, Version. So hopefully uh, that's helpful. That's a a great question uh, that you have uh, sent in. Another text that has come in says, Hello, Pastor. Would you like, like prayer for healing? For our elder woman at our church, uh, she's been sick with heart issues and will have surgery soon. Yeah, absolutely. Let's let's pray. Lord, we lift up, um, Lord, this elder uh, lady in the church, Lord, the elderly woman in the, in the church that, Lord, sounds just very pivotal in her church and as having these heart issues. God, we just pray for your healing, for your intervention, for your comfort and your peace. We thank you that you're our good shepherd and you walk with us through the valley of the shadow of death. And so would you walk with her in a special way, lead her to green pastures and still waters. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Another text that has come in says, My ex-husband and I decided to reconcile. Uh, We do live together, but I have real concerns about the fact that he, while saved, doesn't live like a Christian probably should. Uh, We do not go to church together. We do not pray together. I guess I say there's no unity in Christ, which makes me doubtful of reconciliation. What biblical advice uh, do you have? And so when you're asking me for biblical advice, the first thing that God tells us is that sex is to be inside of the commitment of marriage. And even though you guys used to be uh, married, Uh, is you don't want to be having uh, sex together until you get remarried because God really honors that uh, commitment. Uh, And then the next thing that God tells us um, is he doesn't want us unequally yoked with unbelievers. And so you really do need Christ in the center of your relationship. So I would be uh, praying that that God would do a great work uh, in your ex-husband's heart uh, to cause him to love Christ and to want to be in church and grow in his relationship with Christ. And I would encourage you, whether he's willing to go to church or not, that you plant yourself in God's house, plant yourself in God's word, and really grow uh, in uh, the word of God. So I uh, just pray for your uh, encouragement in that. I want to lift you up. Thank you so much for uh, sending that text. Father, I thank you uh, for the listener that sent in the text. And Lord, as they're trying to work towards reconciliation uh, in their relationship, we know that that's your heart. And I pray, God, that you would do that work um, in her ex-husband's heart where he would really uh, turn to you and really be in love with you and surrender his life uh, to you, God, and that you would build uh, this 
relationship back up on the firm foundation of uh, Jesus Christ. So, Lord, we we thank you. We praise you in uh, Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to thank you so much uh, for taking the time uh, to listen today. And I know as you're driving down the road or you're listening online, still at work, or maybe you're at home for the evening uh, cooking dinner or beginning to, to think about dinner, is remember that the Lord loves you, uh, that he's the one who is the author and the finisher of your faith. And for us to put our eyes upon Jesus, to draw near to Jesus, to really take time in his word, we need a healthy diet of the word of God. Read God's word on your own, study it on your own. Ask that the Holy Spirit would lead us and guide us before we open up uh, the scriptures. God's word is living uh, and active. And then also look for who God wants you to reach out to. Uh, we live in a world where many people do not know Christ as their Savior. They've never heard the name Jesus uh, accurately described to them. They've never heard the gospel that Jesus loves them, that he died on the cross for them and rose again. And we are not sufficient in and of ourselves for these things, but God makes us sufficient. God wants to use you to reach out uh, with the love of Jesus Christ. Also, to take the time to, to really invest in a church body, to plant yourself in the body of Christ. So as you head into your weekend, uh, make that time to be in God's house. Thanks again for listening. Remember that God loves you. Hope that you have an awesome weekend in the Lord. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.